the moment you've all been waiting for. Out of Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Today we are going to be looking at some crossover MMA stars. So the idea behind this is we obviously all know about your, your Brock Lesnar's and your Ronda Rousey's and your Cain Velasquez's, but we're going to look at some of the lesser known ones. Uh, Clarissa Shields is another one everyone knows about at the moment. But yeah. we're going to look at some slightly lesser known ones. Um You've probably heard of all the people, but you might not have known that they've dabbled in a bit of MMA and um, just have a bit of fun with it, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, back with like a little solo episode, it's been, been a little while since we've done a solo episode, so yeah, good to get one in. Yeah, we've done three interviews, I think, back-to-back. So obviously, if you haven't checked any of them out, we had um, my... F- I wouldn't say Matt Fletcher then, <laughs> Matt Bonner and Nathan Fletcher on, uh, who were both in Cage Warriors, both were on the trilogy uh, a couple of weeks back. We got them on before their fights. That was a really good interview, so I'll go and check that out. Yeah. After that, we had Mitch Chilson from 1FC on. 1FC, I'm going old school there. On. <laughs> uh, from, one, from one championship on. Uh, you know, we got to talk a little bit about the um, upcoming, or well, one in the past, but the upcoming TNT cards. Um, you know, Mitch mentioned about he wanted one to sign Gordon Ryan. Two days later, they signed Gordon Ryan. Yeah, so, interesting. Um, obviously, Gordon and the people at one listened to our podcast, and that's the reason <laughs> that he got signed. <laughs> and then after that, last week we had on um, Nathaniel Wood, yeah, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, was was our first active UFC fighter. Um, I think it was yeah. Yeah, so obviously we had, we had Brad Pickett on a few months back. Um, obviously, he's no longer active. Yeah. But yeah, and the final signaled our first active UFC fighter, so that was... Um, but uh, the, the, mad one, the mad one about Mitch is we we seen seen a, a former UFC fighter as well, the means and realise it. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So before... The funny story. So before we started recording, um, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't hear Mitch's audio. I don't know, it just hadn't connected it properly. still connected, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, and he showed us he showed us this person anyway in the background and he just kind of waved to us and we waved back. Uh, and it's only when Mitch's audio come on that he went, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a barbecue at Rich Franklin's house. Yeah, it, it, was, just, it was Rich Franklin. So <laughs> he, was, he was sort of introducing us to Rich Franklin and we didn't get onto it in the slightest. And after it, we were both very, very devastated. But in our defence, Rich is now absolutely huge compared to what yeah. he was when he was a fighter. And he has a full-grown beard. <laughs> I, I think he might have shaved, you know. I seen, I seen, I don't know if a picture Mitch put up the other day was recent, uh, but he was clean-shaven. So, it, yeah. It, but still, 
it was a it was a it was a missed opportunity. And I kind of we kind of like slapped that head. It was like we've just kind of waved off a former <laughs> champion. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like Rich Rich is in the background, like you know what's up, guys, and we're just like. And then it's only when he's like I think we've done well to contain our faces when you know when he said that. It, yeah. I, I think I my job in my head dropped to the floor. Yeah. And I was <laughs> an absolute knobhead. But but really we just kind of ah oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nice. then we started recording. Um but yeah, I say they they were our last last three episodes and three interviews that we've done so go and check it out you know um i say the lads from next gen nathan math they're both going to be in the ufc sooner rather than later yeah i think definitely um, looks like after this win in the trilogy matt's getting a title shot yeah and um nathan improved to five and all southport Strangler. Moving up. yeah southport so, <laughs> big big things to see from them from them too uh you know mitch was which was great, and, and so was Nathaniel. It was got some good insights from Nathaniel as well, didn't we? So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. been good, uh, good interviews, good chats. So I think uh, kind of a solo one's been kind of due. We don't want to seem like we're straying away, you know, getting getting yeah. big, you know. So we uh... <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's nice coming back to this. I'm just glad we don't have to have another week where I've got to put my face on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're an ugly mug, eh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, the, the less I can put myself on YouTube, the better. Um, not not a fan of all that stuff, but oh, you say that, but you you're doing two podcasts where you're going to be interviewing people, so your face going to be on there more than mine. It is, but at the same <laughs> time, at the minute we're both sort of small, so the interviews aren't as regular. If it yeah. was a I'd, I'd, I couldn't I couldn't do a podcast where it was an interview every single episode because, you know, then I'd start getting a big head and start thinking I'm famous when I'm not. Yeah. And when some divvy in the street recognises me and goes, hey, do, do you do podcasts on, on YouTube? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's up. What's happening? <laughs> you can tell you've thought about this before, haven't you? <laughs> I, you know what? It sounds like I have. I genuinely haven't. I really haven't. I, I, don't, I don't want none of that, you know. We're going to touch on this a little. Well, I'm going to touch on this a little later because it um, falls into one of the questions we've we've got. Obviously, we always take listener questions. Um, yeah. I, I never got. No, I never wanted to be like famous from it or not. And I just mm-hmm. like I like to vent. I like to rant. Yeah. So I thought maybe people would like to hear my vents and my rants. <laughs> and as it turns out, as it turns as it turns out, it seems people do. Um, like on the other podcast, most of the most of the like most listened episodes, with the exception of one interview, are all episodes when Liverpool have been beat. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's it's definitely been a rant then, yeah. So yeah, people don't like it, but I'm happy. Um, so it's kind of like when I'm almost a sort of reflection there. Men expecting too late, but it's always good to reflect on <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what it's about. <laughs> you know, we've 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 got some uh, we've got some good good friends out there from from doing this. So yeah. you know that that alone for me is is a good enough reason to carry on doing it. Yeah, and um, we're always you know, coming up with new ideas and new stuff to bring onto the podcast and everything like that. Yeah, like we're not always going to do. We're not always going to look at a card mm. in in the conventional way. We're not always going to 
have an interview on. We we want to try and mix it up and just keep it fresh. Um, MMA is such a vast, you know, sport that there's always something different to to look at each and every week, every episode. So one week we'll do, like I said, next episode if we if it's not an interview, we might look at whatever one card has just been. Yeah. Um. But this this week we did we did toy with the idea of doing the one card, but I thought, well. We've we've had this idea for the crossovers for a little while now, haven't we? So yeah, definitely. I think now was the right time to do it. We can have a bit of fun with it. Um, we get to look a bit different, you know, in in terms of the actual fights. Um, so breaking it down, we've looked at a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight people yeah. who've either crossed over from. Not necessarily a different sport, but you might have, might have crossed over from another sport, or they might have been an actor or whatever, mm. and they've they've had, you know had to try in MMA, yeah. um, and then we've we've looked at a couple who have gone the opposite way. Yeah, and um, literally just so a they've, couple, they've, you know, <laughs> not literally just a couple, yeah, yeah, um, who went from UFC to to wrestling, yeah, um, again. Everyone knows about your Brock Lesnar and your Ronda Rousey and Cain Velasquez. These are your big names, but again, the two we've chose, the uh, people might not be as familiar with in terms of their MMA career. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think quick question: What's with the badminton rock? Um, to be honest, it fell on my foot, so I just picked it up. <laughs> why do you um, have a Why do you have a, a rocket? Because <laughs> I used to play quite regularly. Okay, and um, just. Never know when it might. Well, I mean, right now, you know, when it will start up, could start up again. It's Monday the twelfth, um, <laughs> but you never know. Never know when some when someone might just go. Hey, do you fancy game badminton? And so I just go. You know what? Yeah, let's go. It's always good <laughs> for uh, possible robbers. You know, put a a racket over I mean, there. To be fair, <laughs> it's it's not it's not exactly built like a tennis racket. If I yeah. hit someone with it, I'd probably break this before I broke them. At least but you can always, hurt them a little bit. <laughs> to be fair, I do tend to use it as a back scratcher quite regularly. <laughs> as you're you know very what, well uh, showing now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what it's like when you've got a spot you can't reach on your back. Yeah. You've got no one there to itch it for you. And I end up just doing like a baluda bear rubbing me back on something that whatever I find. <laughs> so for this, it's a bit easier. Yeah. Um, plus, it's always good to do a swoosh with, you know. Don't know oh, okay. That, the little, little sound <laughs> effect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, no. Um, I just figured, save it falling over and making noise, I pick it up. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Just wanted to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no one would have known if you if you didn't ask. Like to be fair, so. No, but it's always interesting to find out how weird you are. So you know, everyone knows now. Very, very. <laughs> to be fair, the weird MMA episode was my idea, so that should tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and then what we done to round it off, we um, we both chose. A person um who we think would have would have made a good mixed martial artist mm-hmm. yeah um but them two you probably will already be half guessing them in all honesty that they're, they're fairly well well they're very well known yeah but there's a very good reason why we're choosing them which we'll get to later so should we um should we get it going yeah let's let's crack on let's go let's, <laughs> let's do this um so the first person we looked at um was Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley, he ended with a fifteen and two record. 
and uh, his last I think four or five fights were in Bellator where he was undefeated. Yeah. Um, he's probably the one person on this list who took it the most serious and probably was the best out of the list, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd agree with that. He definitely took it serious. I mean, he's got the longer career out of it, definitely. Um, and he's actually proven to do to do well in it. So, yeah. I yeah, I mean, he was, he, was, he was training with a man from top team. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Thing, so when he was in um, when he was in Bellator and with American Top Team, he was also co-signed to a deal with Impact Wrestling. Okay. Um, they actually done an angle in Impact where they brought like so Lashley brought American Top Team into there with him. Colby actually appeared on it. I, I think Colby, I remember you talking about this. I think is yeah. So Colby was always the whipping boy. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have to show you at some point. But yeah, so they had, they had Colby as the bitch. Yeah. Um, and who did he bring into sort of counter it? It was um, Moose, who, if we were doing a wrestling podcast, he'd be a great crossover one because um, yeah. he was an NFL player. Oh, okay. And um, to bring to help Moose, he brought in Stefan Bonner, who I think was also signed to Bellator at the time. And uh-huh. he had like King Mo. King Mo was involved with them for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Rampage was involved with them. So the, I think the, I think they must have had Bellator and Impact on the same. Network at the time, yeah. So they could have a, they could have like a co deal with them. I think it um, increases, you know, viewership as well of both. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. it's something I can see happening again with, um, with AEW wrestling and one. Not that okay. not because AEW is on TNT. Obviously, one have got the shows on TNT. Yeah, yeah. It's the type of thing. One, as we found out with Mitch, don't necessarily need. The viewership around the world, yeah. where they probably do need the viewership, is in the United States. That'd Definitely. be a good way to get to get a few more eyes on the product. Um, yeah, I agree. And there'll definitely be some fighters who would like to do that. You know. Yeah, you've. I mean, over. I think you're probably looking at your like American ones would probably be the most interested in it. The ones, and again, like the ones who you can use to because people already know them. Mighty Mouse, Eddie Alvarez, yeah, um, even you know James Nakashima to an extent, yeah. Um, you use their names to get people to just watch anyway. Um, it's as I say, it's something I can see happening. Um, yeah, definitely could be a direction for them too. I think a, a, every promotion's got to be smart with the way the world is right now. So, and is that yeah, and at, at the end of the day as well? All these things, even though the the entertainment, the the business. You know, so they're going to always be looking for what's going to be best for the business and stuff like yeah. that will will work. You know, crossing yeah, let's say genres would be the best words for it. But yeah, yeah, definitely. It always but we are we are trailing off a bit here already. Um, <laughs> so okay. it's been a while since we it's been a while since we've done solo episodes. So we'll just put it down to um inexperience somehow. Um, what's wrong with so, yeah, Bobby... trailing off? Hey, not wrong with that. <laughs> not in chat. Not at all. <laughs> Nothing at all, but you know, I would like to get this done within about four hours. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Bobby. Hopefully, if I put that there, it doesn't turn anything off. No, it doesn't. Fantastic. So yeah, Bobby had a record of fifteen and two. So, um, I think we both watched his loss against James Thompson. Yeah. Um. So James Thompson, for anyone who doesn't know, he's been a bit of a journeyman. Um, been around 
quite a lot of promotions. Mm. I think he's one of them fighters who kind of wins two, loses one, wins one, loses two kind yeah. of thing. Very he's got irregular. a very yeah. Um, so decent, decent fighter. Certainly not a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. Now, uh, so Bobby lost it on a unanimous decision. Um, caught a low blow twice. Yeah. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was smart. A lot of fighters don't tend to use the five minutes to recover. Bobby was smart and used as much as time as he needed. Um, but I, I don't know what fight the judges were watching at that time. I, I don't. I don't see a word that James Thompson won that fighting. Mm, I don't know. Like, I, so with the first rounds, yeah, Lashley added to me. The second and third rounds, I was always told me for who could win here because obviously, if you're doing off the rules, effective striking, um, obviously, you could that's lastly, you know, when you look at Thompson's face grappling, but then in the second and third rounds, Thompson would have had that because he was controlling the fight as well up against the cage using his grappling, some dirty boxing, um, and then obviously, aggression as well. He, he was pushing the fight in the later rounds and even though you know Lashley would escape and get back but to me I don't I felt like there was almost some not bias but favouritism and even when Bobby just caught him with like a little thing that didn't really do anything like the commentators would react you know what I mean oh he's caught him and it's like well, it weren't really that much of a big shot I, I feel for, for me, in the end, I was like, yeah, I would have probably given it to Thompson for those last two rounds, given that he controlled it up against the cage and used his dirty boxing. But obviously, the first round went to Bobby because he used his wrestling effectively in that. I just think he, he started gassing as well, often, to be honest with you. Well, you're one of only four people probably in the world that thought James Thompson won that fight. Okay. And that's including the three judges. I was looking at the comments. Every single comment, Bobby Lashley got robbed. Bobby Lashley got robbed, 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 robbed. I, and I agree. I thought he was absolutely and totally robbed. Um, I, I think, him. to me, I think when you look at James, James Thompson, James Thompson um, yeah, Lashley would be one based on his, his striking. You know, he had a, a, f- a few, few moments in there and he... he you know, he's bruised up and stuff, but if you go into the, the other components of what wins you the fight, the effective grappling, you know, controlling the actual fight itself, then the last two rounds so would have went for Th- Thompson. See, I, I don't, don't think Thompson really controlled it all that much, though. I did think he spent was... a lot of time up against that cage, and Thompson was... I know, but a lot Thompson. of it was Thompson grabbing the cage. That's why he actually couldn't get off. He got warned up quite a few times about getting off, about grabbing the cage. Yeah. And, you know, taking into the low blows. I mean, he should have, after the second one, he should have got take this deducted the point and he just gave him a warning instead, which is rare for Mark Goddard, I must say. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's giving him a chance and he's not, it's not intentional, um, non intentional. I just, yeah, I, I, like, they were making out that James Thompson was this huge hitter who, you know, Bobby Lashley needed to avoid getting hit with his bombs and Lashley had him rocked in the first 30 seconds. Mm, yeah, that's true. The, one <laughs> thing about the only, the only is... problem with Lashley is, is he, he didn't capitalise on, get, he rocked him a few times and he didn't capitalise on it. He, he 
went into his wrestling as soon as he wrestled. Mm. To be honest, I, I, I don't think that. he relied on his. I don't think he relied on his wrestling as much as I thought he was going to. Yeah, in that fight, I agree with that. Yeah. I think Lashley had a number of opportunities to finish him, but with the lack of experience, he's opted for the wrestling when he really should have kept, you know, hitting him with shots and teeing up on him and eventually yeah. making the referee stop the fight. But as the fight went, for me, I just felt like them last two rounds were more Thompson's. Yeah, if he had took the points off him, then yeah, you know, it's Lashley's. But I don't know, I think... Everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. Yeah, even when it, it was in them late rounds, I was thinking, like, well, you know, there's the striking with Lashley, the look at T- Thompson's face, but then Thompson's being controlling the fight. So it was, it was a very close fight. Um, for me, if, if it went the other way, I wouldn't have been too bothered either. So it was a close fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's... I put down, like... In my notes, we've actually made notes here and everything. We're, we're improving. Professionals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, but I put he's probably sort of the best example outside of Brock Lesnar as someone crossing over f- into MMA from another sport. Yeah. Um, nobody's really had. And to be fair, Lesnar, he's only looked at as the sort of best one because of his, because he won the belt. His record yeah. was what? I think his record was 6-2. Five and two. Yeah. So when I mean his record really isn't good. Bobby Lashley's record is much more impressive. Yeah, definitely. And the you know, in fairness to both of them, yet they both avenged one of the losses on the record. Yeah. Um saying that, no, Brock was Brock lost three, didn't he? No, so he he forced So in in UFC he beat Yeah, he lost he he lost him, yeah. Beat Heath Head and beat Couture. Uh, be Frank, be Carwin, be Carwin. Lost to Velasquez. Lost to Kane. Lost to Overeem. Lost to Overeem. Five and three. Then, yeah. then beat Mark Hunt, but it got overturned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, so yeah, five and three. Oh. Five and three, or five or six and three. Mm. He had one fight outside the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his record isn't actually very good. Um. If he and I've said it in the past, if he was fully fit for the whole time he was in the UFC, that record's so much different and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because of his diverticulitis and stuff like that, the fact that I think he had probably two years off, more or less, at the end of his UFC run. Yeah, I think um, it was... He'd had time off in between one of his fights as well, I think. I think it was so, it. I think he beat Carwin, had time off for Kane and lost, and then had more time off, and then fought over him. And lost, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Brock's looked at as the sort of the main person for the crossover, which he, mm. rightfully so. You know, he's been dominant in WWE. He was. He was went to the NFL, became an NFL. He was NCAA champion yeah. uh, in college as well before he went to WWE. Whatever he's done, he succeeded in. So that rightly but, so, he should be seen as the yeah. as the one to aim for in terms of. And for me, he's still the biggest box office draw. Ever the UFC have had Conor McGregor won't agree with me, but he won't ever listen, so he doesn't have to. Um, <laughs> definitely give him props for what he's done, like you know, set his mind to it and has achieved it one way or another, you yeah. know. But I mean, that's what living in the mountains does for you, I suppose. <laughs> Great mindset, yeah. Why not cut yourself off from the world? Or you can 
all you do is train and hunt and shit like that, then you are going to have that sort of elite killer mindset. So, yeah, it is. I think it's when you, you live in cities and whatnot, there's a lot of distractions. You know what I mean, but when you live in the country or somewhere that's quite isolated, you haven't got them distractions, so it's easy to yeah. focus on yourself and get yourself mentally, yeah, mentally strong. Do you think? Do you think if Lashley would have continued, he'd be he would have won a belt? From what you've seen of him in just that one fight, because it's not like he got dominated or anything in that fight. He was no. very. I thought he was. I thought he was actually quite good uh, in the fight. So. Do you think, based on that one fight, he had the possibility of winning the belt? Let's say in Bellator. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd never say say no to something like that, especially in, in MMA. Um, yeah, definitely, he, he looked good. As I say, it was a very close fight. Um, and I mean, how, how early on was that into his career? Because you said he. Fought. I think that overall was his ninth fight. Okay, yeah, so he's still lacking experience, but obviously that, that will come over time. And I think that's the only thing that let him down mostly is his experience and possibly his gas tank. You know, you work on them. You know, it's possible with, with a, a great wrestling base. I don't think he gassed too bad, but I think him taking pretty much 10 minutes with the two low blows helped with that. Allowed yeah. him to get a rest, obviously. Overall, he might not have been hurting as much as he as much for as much time as he needed. But if you got the five minutes there, utilize it. I, I think it was that second round that was tell. Was that after? I think it was after that finish. He was almost, you know, bent over mm. and held onto his knees and that to keep himself up. But see, I always think wrestlers shouldn't really ever get gassed. I know it's, I know it's different in terms of your output, what you're doing in MMA and what you're doing in, like, wrestling. And even, you know, like, college wrestling, like, proper wrestling, the output's different. But at the same time, you know, if, you, if you're if you a pro wrestler and you're going for 40 minutes at a time, albeit you get the odd little break here and there with, like, rest holds and that. Yeah. Really, they, sh- they should have a good gas tank. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that, yeah. If, if you Competing in something that's quite it's quite demanding as well, wrestling. You know I mean, it's, it takes a yeah, lot definitely. of work, and you know, for him to not have the greatest gas tank, you know, and it depends as well. I mean, whether he, he trains at elevation or not, you know, and mm, might be a lot of factors. Maybe he's got a, a condition, but yeah, I think if, yeah. you, if you get that sorted and you know, gain more experience, then something like a belt could have come down the line. To be fair, I mean, I think that fight was in India, wasn't it? I think so. It was somewhere, I'm not sure if it was definitely India, but it was somewhere in that part of the world. Um, Quite warm, quite humid. Would have been humidity, yeah. Yeah. So that that probably would have all played played into it. Uh, The next person on the list is another pro wrestler. Now, there was quite a few we could have gone with. There was um, Alberto Del Rio Mm -hmm. had to go. Uh, MMA, I think he was actually pretty decent. Um, who was the other one? I know had a go. I think Shinsuke Nakamura um, had a little try in MMA. Yeah. Um, obviously, the infamous one is CM Punk. Yeah. Um, but everybody, everybody knows about his fight. We thought, nah, let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, the one we did go with is um, is a bigger name now than he probably. No. I don't know if that's necessarily true. He's a huge name anyway at the minute. 
Um, I was going to say I'd say he's even more noticed now. Yeah, but he was. He's probably more noticed now, but he was always. He was I think always he big. was like a. I think it was like a six or seven time like WWE champ. Yeah, he was always one of the top people in the company. So it's he's definitely somebody who would have been known regardless. Yeah, uh, but it's Batista or Dave Bautista. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's how his his father's proper surname, isn't it? It's with the U. His yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, which is a good wrestling name because it sounds like a, it just sounds like a badass word anyway. So yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, obviously, uh, Dave is now more known as as Drax in yeah. the MCU, and um, he was also Tong Po in the in the remakes of uh, Kickboxer. Oh, okay. Um, you probably wondered not thinking that's a bit of a strange move, but he's actually um, he's actually like I think he's half Filipino. Oh, okay. So yeah, he has actually when you when you hear that and then you look at him, you, you look at his face and go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I can see. It. <laughs> um, I never, I, I didn't know when he was wrestling and when he had hair and stuff, he didn't look at it at all. Yeah. Since since he's gone bald, that I've noticed that. Oh yeah, you are actually like part Asian, so he actually kind of makes sense as a as a tongue pop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that still seems a weird cast choice when you consider the original Tongue Pop. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Dave had one fight in MMA um, against I can't I didn't put his, his first name down. Someone Vince Lucero, Vince Lucero I Vince, think it was. Was it. Um, now you you messaged me and said this was weird. What made you say yeah. that? I, I don't know whether it might just might just be in show button, but. You know, when the fight started, Vince, he come out, he's caught him, hasn't he? I started getting him up against the cage. But then when it went on, he's started, you know, putting his hands down. And, you know what I mean? It might be that he was getting confidence, thinking, no, this fella can't take me. But it was like, soon after the hands down, and doing all this with his shoulders and whatnot. Batista then got him down. But mm. I, I think I've discounted it. Now more so because he actually was able to get the finish. I think. Yeah. But, but I, I I don't really know this Vince Lucero. I'll. I'll um, no, never heard of him before. How good he is or whatnot, but seeing his ground, he, um, he, he didn't really have any. So no, like, but he just kind of looked like some some average Joe that he picked up from mm. outside the shop. Just went, oh. hey, do you fancy fighting fucking Dave Batista? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give you give you a bit a bit of money to yeah. get in there and fight. Yeah. But, but no, I thought that. I thought I thought Dave looked very uncomfortable on his feet. Mm. Um, like he didn't want to get into a, a fight, a fist fight anyway. Yeah. Um, but as soon as it went to the floor, you knew it was game over. Yeah, basically. And and there was another thing I wanted to mention. It's more because you watch wrestling. I haven't, I haven't watched it in years since I. The Rock and Stone Cold and all them. Um, when the introduced Batista, he said he was the former champion in wrestling. Mm. Do you think that's this might sound bad, especially to wrestling fans? But do you think that that should actually be counted? Or not? like, because a lot of people believe, like they're actors, and it's kind of the stage of how the matches will play out. So, apart from what he trains for, has it really been? And you know what I mean, and people might get annoyed with that. Wrestling fans, but 
Um, what, what, what do you think? I mean, I know it's an athlete and something like that. I think in the in, in sense of if if it's a bit of a difficult one. Say there was people there who didn't know who Batista was, mm. but they recently started watching WWE and Dave wasn't there anymore. And you yeah. go, this man is a former six-time WWE champion. They're going to go, oh, fuck no. Okay, I'm invested now. Yeah. That kind of thing. So it's going to okay. get people invested who might not know who he is, even though the wrestling fans, because they might be new wrestling fans or something. Yeah. Um. So something like that. Um. With it not being earned again, I don't it's hard to say that it's not and yeah it's all obviously everybody knows it's all like predetermined but it's still ain't you've still got to you know they work they work as hard as anybody mm. in the gym and in training it's not like you know I couldn't go down to a wrestling gym now and do what they do what anyone in any wrestling promotion does yeah. I like to think of me that I can but I can't <laughs> <laughs> so You've still got to you've still got to know what you're doing, and yeah. you've still got to work damn hard. Like someone like Drew McIntyre, you know, he's been in the wrestling business for 15, 16 years, and only last year did he become WWE champion. He got right. fired and stuff like that. He was like way down on the mid card and like lower than that. Yeah, um, where he was just getting like was getting beat every single week, and that, and then he went away, changed his body came back as this fucking absolute unit and then was just a killer kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he, as still I say, hard. like, yeah, he, he would have earned it in terms of the training he's done to stay in shape and learn everything. But as far as, like, obviously wrestling being so scripted and being predetermined, like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to win this fight and get the belt. That's where I was coming from. I'm not like hating yeah, wrestling no, or I, hating boys. I, 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 I know where you were coming from. But if anybody out there is listening and thinking wrestling is fake, go and watch someone called Walter. In fact, when we're done here, I'm going to show you Walter. He's he just hit he just hates people. Like there's not a lot of wrestling involved with him. It's they come out looking like the chest has been caved in. Right. After Walter, he's brutal. He's very fucking brutal. So I'm going to show you him in a bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, Dave. I mean, as I say, he was saying like a normal man. Oh yeah, Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave go way back. <laughs> no, um, he he didn't look comfortable on on his feet at all. Um, wanted to take it down, and he did. He got to finish fair play to him. But yeah. me, I I don't know. Is that the reason he only had one fight? He thought, fuck that, I can't do that. Um, maybe it was just maybe the case it's of maybe it's just Dave, do you want to be a guardian of the galaxy? And he's probably going, to, what the fuck's a guardian of the galaxy? Yeah, it sounds entertaining. Let's do it. No, but it's Marvel. Maybe, yeah. Go on, I'll give it away. Maybe it might be, well, I just want to try it, see what all the buzz is about. You yeah, know, maybe. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was the fact that he got into Same, acting. Maybe. You know, it took yeah, up most of his time. Hmm. It's fairly possible, you know, especially when you're yeah. thinking, you know, acting and so, stuff. Speaking of acting... Uh, the next person on our list is an actor. Um, he's Obviously. best known. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's best known. I feel like he's going to walk through my door or something. You know, I feel like I'm introducing him. <laughs> so he, he's best known for playing Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers series. Um, What's his name? Jason David Frank. Hey, that's good. He's just appeared. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> um, Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, um, yeah, J- Jason David Frank. So he was 
he was the green Power Ranger in, in there. Then he became the white Power Ranger. And then I think he turned up in other Power Ranger series. It's like the fucking, fucking black Dino Ranger. Or so, so he's got a thing about crossing over anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's perfect for it, in fairness. So <laughs> he had a record of four and hours an amateur and one and hours a pro. Yeah. Um, wasn't, it was quite difficult finding fights for him on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, the one we both managed to find was an amateur fight he had with Carlos Horn, mm-hmm. who was much bigger. So Jason David Frank is just a, I think he was five eleven. Uh, yeah, this Carlos Horn was six five. Um, but I, I thought he looked, I thought he looked really good in all honesty. He, he, um, he looked, he looked quick. Um, yeah, maybe that was the game plan. As I said to you before, was that the only thing that I found on that he was. His base was crassy and uh, Muay Thai, but he come out like, you know, this little fast thing and, you know, just start yeah. throwing punches to, to I don't know if off. that I don't know if that's down to, like, the size of his opponent, though, or something. Maybe. Maybe if he was fighting someone a similar size, it would have been different, but obviously what I found in, impressive in, about it... Go on. Go on. Well, obviously, if he's crassy, <laughs> you know, he's got that wide stance, but someone's taller than him might have that bunch, and so... You know, mm. yeah, I think so. Well, no, I think what was impressive for me is the fact that he got tucked down himself, mm. but the like the fluidity of how he reversed it was just yeah. was really good. And then, literally, as soon as he got his back, he turned it into a tendered into Rambo. Yeah, um, like that ground game, his ground game was so much better than Horn's Horn. Never should have took him down. Um, I know it was it was, a, it was an odd one, and you know that that's what I mean. You don't know what people have in their arsenal until you know yeah. he hit the floor or as, as you say I his base the was for me, yeah the one thing for me I would I, I think would have been good is if I looked at his record all his fights I think finished in the first round yeah um, so he had more very, yeah I feel like I wanted to see what he was about but based on what I've seen and what I've just looked at his record Seems like he probably could have made a decent career out of it if he'd started maybe earlier in his... Because I think how old was he in that... I think he was like 39 in that fight. Yeah. Or something, wasn't he? yeah. Um, so I think if he would have started earlier, then he would have... I think he probably would have made a decent... an half-decent fighter. But at the same time, if he'd started earlier, he might not have been the green power ranger. So. Yeah, and I think even in the time that he was, he's got into a few things that people think he got into... Someone who played the Red Power Ranger, I don't know his name. Um, people were, were calling them out as well. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's you know. it. I mean, you, I think people look at like people who are martial artists on like TV and films and stuff like that, and think, well, he's just he's just a he's just for show. Yeah. He can't fight. So he's proven that it's not just for show. He trains as hard as anyone, and he's went out there. Yeah, but I fair enough. He might not have fought anyone you've ever heard of. But that doesn't matter. Like it's MMA. Anyone can go in there and get knocked themselves knocked out just by thinking I've never heard of you. So, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Most of his record was amateur. When you're amateur, you mm. you're not really known until you get on the, the yeah. So and to be fair, I played them because it would have been yeah. Don't like Jason David Frank isn't the biggest name in the world, but compared to the people he was fighting, he was a big name. Yeah, he would have been some. He would have been somebody that his, his opponents would have wanted to beat, like just to say, I've <laughs> beat the Green Power Ranger. Yeah, like, he, he would have been a draw. Yeah, so 
but the fact that he's gone into amateurs and not straight into the pro, I think shows that he was taking it properly seriously. Yeah. Like he's, the, took, he's took the traditional route. The the mad thing with, with Brock is like going back to Brock is like you could feel his as like amateur if you wanted to. You know what I mean? There's mm. his fights, but he's fought that high calibre, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, I think uh, Frank done it done it the right way. Get a get a bit of experience in the amateurs and then go pro when you feel comfortable. Again, who knows why why he stopped? Um, based on what you've said about his record and how he looked, who knows the yeah. reason for him to stop? But there's all, as as you said, when he when he had that fight, he was 30, 37, 38. something like that. Yeah, you know. So he was. I don't know if it was just a case of him thinking that proved me point. Yeah, um, maybe. But yeah, so he, he was he was he was pleasantly surprised by him. Yeah. And uh, so Where's the next one? one, bit more infamous. Everybody knows about this one, and it's um, Mr. James Tony. Yeah, Mr. So, James Tony. I think we've got to mention first of all his his, his boxing credentials because his record is phenomenal: seventy-seven wins, ten losses, three draws, two no contests. Yeah. Um, three-weight world champion. Phenomenal Incredible. boxer. Yeah. Um, you know, and put put him in a boxing match with Randy Couture, lights out as his name is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but this, as everybody knows, he's gone in there exactly like Randy was saying. And there was a bit when I was what I don't know if you rewatched it yourself. Um, there was a bit, and it's when Bruce is into introducing Randy, and Randy's just led back on the cage with this smile on his face, like you haven't got a clue yeah. what you're getting yourself involved in here, and um. <laughs> Well, I think it was 13 seconds into the fight. Randy took him down. Yeah. And James Tony didn't have a, did not have a Scooby what was going on. I think that's the thing as well. I think with boxers, they can get quite e- egotistical. That way they said that right. Um, yeah, they can get quite big ego, you know what I mean? So he's probably coming in. I can beat these MMA guys. You know, they haven't got eight on me. Um, one of the best boxers. But by the looks of him, he didn't train a day he was like in MMA, even when he knew he was fighting it. And I think he said it was nine months, you know, it's not enough time to fucking learn everything that you need to know for, no. for MMA. But I mean, he managed to stay up for 12 seconds. That's not too bad. Yeah. You know, but... long, I mean, in fairness, it's longer than I probably would stay up for. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's always got that. But no, as I say, when when it went to the floor, he, he did not have a clue what was going on. No, he, um, he just lost it. It went as well, was it? So you played, oh, I don't like this. Hmm. Rand, Randy was playing with him. Randy could yeah. have finished that whenever he wanted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he just thought, no, you know what? I'm going to make you look like a bitch. And um, there's not many people in the world who, who could make James Tony look like a bitch. But uh, Randy Couture kind of made him look like a bitch. And it's putting a message across and it's like, if you're going to do it, Take it seriously. This isn't just a fucking, you know, yeah. a little game. It's, yeah. and it's you know what? To Fair, you know, props to Tony. Uh, there's not many boxers who'd come in to MMA with as little training as he had, hmm. and and give it a go. At least he's got in there. Um, and you know, you won't hear me saying this very often, but props to Conor McGregor as well. You know. There's, going there's in, not going many over MMA. to boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's not many MMA fighters who who cross over into boxing, and it's done quite full, well. Full stop. Not not but just obviously over with Floyd Mayweather. Like mm. 
credit where it's due. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he very again, Floyd made whether was playing winning for a lot of the fight and um, he was Connor strategic. Didn't, yeah, Connor didn't really look like a towards the end of the fight. He kind of lost all technique. <laughs> <laughs> but again, fair play to him. He done better than that doing there against Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fair play. To take um, words from Adesanya, there to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, the next person on our list um, is usually the referee in charge of this contest, <laughs> not one of the people involved in the contest. Yeah. Um, I like so, that. it's a uh, hair deep. So every, I think everybody knows he was a fighter. Um, while he was ref, I thought he, I always thought he was a fighter and then went into refing, but he was like, he was a big, he, in these fights that we watched, he was considered a big name because everyone knew him as a ref. Yeah, but, but it's smart though, isn't it? If you're going to be, you know, looking after these two fighters, it's, I think it's important to know about the rules of MMA and everything. Oh, but yeah. also dabble in it yourself, I think, Mark Collard. I think he's done it himself as well. Yeah. You know, the big John. No, no doubt all of them. No doubt all of them do train in it, whether it be jujitsu or whatever. But except Steve Mazzagatti, who oh, didn't understand the rules of don't, anything. Don't, don't talk about him. He just he hasn't got a clue. When we get to one later, one of the fights that, that I watched, he was wrecked. And it was oh god. Absolutely ridiculous. Um I've got one I've got one question for you before we continue. Do you think, with no experience, you could ref a fight better than Steve Mazzagatti? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a- anyone who is a fan and knows a bit about MMA could ref better than Steve Mazzagatti. Do you think somebody who's never watched MMA could ref a match better than Steve Mazzagatti? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think he's watched MMA. I think he's just, I, I, I can do this job. He's went in there and be like, oh, the- it's a fight, you know what I mean? You know, it's Continue just so funny when you, in face, you know. It's funny when you watch replays of fight he's ref, and like you can see the, the persons out cold on the yeah. mat, and the, the fighters, the other, the other fighters got off and is celebrating, and he's just like looking at them on the floor, and then like oh, twelve yeah. seconds later goes, yeah, he's out. Yeah. Like, he might have been out for about three days. Uh, the, the person's out the cage getting changed, and everything. He's like, they're out. <laughs> he's gone home. Yeah. He's gone home. Yeah. <laughs> He's preparing for his next fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's Honest to God, yeah. Steve he's the worst MMA ref he has, he has been. Now, Nemo Herb Dean's getting slapped now. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna agree with that. He's not the worst MMA ref in the world. He's just the worst ref in the oh, world. Okay. Oh, yeah, in in every single walk of life. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I've never come across a football referee worse than he is at his job. I've never come across a boxing referee who's worse at his job than Mazagati is at his. I've never come across fucking even the referee from Gladiators all them years ago was was better at his job than Mazagati is at his. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something we can agree on. Like, put Steve Mazagati, if Steve Mazagati is intent on being a ref, Put him in charge or something where no one can get it, like fucking chess or something. I was gonna say chess or checkers. And even no, then, he'd even say, chess might be too complex for him. So give him chess. But then, yeah, you're right because he'd probably let blacks go first, um, and everyone <laughs> yeah. knows whites go first. Yeah. So we just Steve Mazzagatti. To be honest, no you, will harm. Please I've retire just, forever. I've just realised from life. Terrible chess is rather designed. Um. Anyway, so I don't mind chess, you know. I, I don't mean the play. I mean that rule. Ready in, oh. you know what I mean? 
I mean, if you ever watched the show called Balls of Steel, if you're in the UK, um, there was a, a sketch on that, Todd Joe, the militant black guy. And then um, basically he'd, he'd go around and just say stuff he knew that would sound racist if you're looking for it. And one of the ones, he was at a chess tournament and he was the blacks and uh, he moved it first and then his opponent went, white go first. And it's just like, then he, he just rages, what do you yeah. mean? White go first. Black people are breast, blah blah blah. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. Is that the one where he goes into like a, a DVD shop and he asks for a certain film? Is that him? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's what's yeah. that one? Um is like I a war film, I think, or yeah. I can't I can't remember, you know, I haven't watched it for yeah. years. I remember but, that um, one though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch some balls of steel. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're getting off track again here. Um, so we both watched this fight against uh, Randy Hamlot interesting yeah. name um, looked good in that in fairness he Not rocked him good. Yeah. Uh, took us back and subbed him quite quickly with a it, it probably wasn't that brutal but it looked brutal to be a naked joke yeah. the way he went back on the, the way yeah, he went the back way like he was on his knees didn't he um, yeah. so yeah really good really good in that fight and then we watched I think we both watched Fight with Dave Legano or Logano, I'm not quite sure. Or Legino or Legino. Or, yeah, yeah, one of them. Again, I, I, I thought he looked quite good in that fight. Again, to, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, um, I think he, he was smart because I think after he said that Dave Legino is a pretty good striker, so he was you know staying away from him, not letting him get too close. <clears throat> Took him down. Yeah. He's he's got reversed, and then it was a, a mad end, like we weren't expecting it. Did you did you see anything like because so the fight ended I am um, before the second round started Herb had an eye injury said he couldn't see out of his right eye we we're not we don't know obviously if that truly is the case but I had him winning that one round just about mm. so it's not like he was like getting pummeled or nothing like that um I didn't see anything but it was just a bit of a stranger I didn't say anything but that's not to say that. It didn't happen, and I think the thing with him having the basis of he's a ref, safety first. Yeah. So especially yeah. when it comes to his own, he's gonna be like, I can't see. I'm not taking this this chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather. Well, just he, he ended. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. He's probably thought about it a bit too much, maybe as a ref. Mm. Um. But he finished with a record of two and three. Yeah. Um. So not the greatest record, but like you said. It's good that he's got that experience of fighting, so he knows exactly what it's like in a fighter's shoes. If he's mm-hmm. if he knows when when to jump in and stuff like that, um, yeah, and obviously, that's... yeah, you know, like you said, he's been getting a bit of slack lately. Referees in MMA are gonna make some bad calls sometimes. It's just part Even of that it. as well. It's like I think the most recent ones have been uh, the the Stipe one with Ngannou, and I think oddly enough, another the heavyweight ones, Blades and. Lewis, but yeah, when he's like, I think when he's like across the octagon and he's got to get over to it, yeah. you know, especially with the case blades one, nobody's seen that that uppercut landed properly until he went down. No. So even then, he's only reacting. You know what I mean? Where where he's not going to be next to the fighters all the time, is he? Yeah. Getting the way exactly. Um, and I think the I, one that stands out for me is, um. Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler and Ben Askin. Yeah. Yeah. But you can sort of understand that one. Because yeah. it did look like he went limp. 
to be honest with you, I think that as viewers, we're kind of blessed with all angles, all different angles that the referee isn't going to see. Um, so he's just reacting based on what he sees there and then in that situation. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a tough job. You know what I mean? Yeah, you look after these two big fucking these athletes, and you know, it's human error. It's not just gonna happen, you know. Yeah, with Mazagasi, it was just, yeah, yeah. So, the last one we looked at who crossed over into MMA, um, is a guy called Adam Chalmers. So, he had a couple of fights, um, on Bellator. Mm-hmm. If anyone has heard of him. For those who haven't heard of him, he was on a British reality show called Geordie Show. Yeah. Um, which is basically Jersey Show, but it features people from Newcastle. And not, the others the each other. So yeah. 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 Yeah, basically. Um so we come from that. I imagine I didn't follow his career, I'll be honest. Um I imagine he was probably looked at as a bit of a joke because of where he'd come from. Mm. Um now this one we've actually I think we are actually managed to look at different fights so it'd yeah. be interesting to see what we both thought. Now I watched well we actually watched one different fight and one the same fight didn't we? Um, uh, yeah yeah that's right yeah. So first of all I watched the fight um, he had in Bama against someone called Alex Thompson knocked him out in about 40 seconds Not looked bad. really good in all honesty um, looked like he was quite comfortable on his feet mm. he, um, he didn't look out of place you see some crossover ones and they haven't really got... They don't look like a fighter. They look like somebody who's having a go of fighting, if that makes sense. Yeah. He had, he had a proper stance. He looked like a fighter, to me, well, anyway. Well, I think I seen somewhere that he had, had a little bit of experience in Muay Thai before oh, right. going into MMA properly. So that's something he's probably got down well, doing a bit of mm. Muay Thai. Yeah. But he, look, he looked... I'd say he looked, he looked decent on his, on his feet. Looked like he preferred... Stand up. Um, what was the one you watched that I didn't? So the one I watched was his first fight uh, against Greg Jenkins uh, from from Liverpool, I believe. Um, Chalmers won that one. He was, I, I think, for his first fight, he didn't actually look too um, nervous. Yeah. I think he's done, done, done pretty well. He, he got the fight to the ground with a nice sweep. And from there, it's, it's mostly been in, to be honest with you. He's got him in a crucifix and that. And he's ended up finishing the fight by Americana. Um, okay. To be honest with you, this one, Adam Chalmers, impressed me because he hasn't had, you know, a lot of experience in previous sports, you know what I mean? Like the others, lastly, wrestler, Tista wrestler, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's only a boxer, so it's it, it, it impressed me. I was I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the fight we both watched was against a guy called Austin Clem. Mm-hmm. Um. Now before this fight, I noticed he had two wins by submission, but he didn't look very comfortable when Clem was taking him down. So for mm. me, it looked like it looked like if somebody had. A bit of a ground game himself. He wasn't comfortable with it. Whereas yeah. I think, I think if he knew he had a better ground game than the other person, he was happy to take it down. But as soon as he thought somebody could match him or be be a bit better than him, he didn't want it to happen. And I think yeah. it showed. Definitely, I think obviously we haven't we didn't follow 
the career. So, you know, before that fight, whether he's announced it'd be his last fight and that's all he's been thinking about. Maybe, you know, Clem's wrestling has just been more superior and his, his pressure with, with yeah. his top game. Sometimes that happens. You know, we've seen before where people can just get smothered and don't know what to do. But yeah. like, like you said, if, if he's come across someone that has better experience than something than him, maybe hasn't really liked it, especially if, it, yeah. if it's the stand-up on the ground. So, yeah. And it's, he, yeah. He, he basically got controlled for all, all three rounds um, yeah. and lost unanimously. So, and that was his last fight. It was um, very much a fight for the purists, that wasn't it? Mm. Casual fans would have hated that fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Very much a fight for the purists. It was just pretty much on the ground the whole time. Yeah, just um, a lot of um, a lot of little punches, you know, keeping busy. Um, yeah. When it's mad, because he went a lot, even from his back. He didn't, especially when he got in mouth, he didn't try to shift position, you know, to, you know, put him back to guards or at least half guards. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just well, them. I, I think he could have been a half decent fighter if he'd have stuck around longer than seven fights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, based on what we've seen together, he's he's got he he, he looked good. No, I mean, he's he's got a decent base. He's got something there to work off, which is which is important. Yeah, as I say, I think if he would have stuck out, not saying he would have been necessarily championship level, but he certainly would have. Um, could have carved out a decent career for himself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the ones we move on to now are the two we mentioned where they've gone from MMA to wrestling. Um, may or may not have heard of them, but one of them is uh, Matt Riddle. So yeah. he's um, he was in the UFC for pretty much his whole career, bar in one fight. He had a record of eight and three. Um, he's currently, at the time of recording anyway, he's the current... WWE United States Champion. Um, yeah. He's due to face Sheamus at WrestleMania. So right. I do like Matt Riddle, but Sheamus is a Liverpool fan. I'm going to have to root for him, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Always. No. Right. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, it was, I couldn't find any of his fights, unfortunately, to, to go and look at. I, I, I said about this one, it was weird, because I literally I found one when it went in the UFC and in... Um, it was weird with, with all of this because I think the situation with UFCs got fired and didn't necessarily get released. So I don't understand everything because there was even, I think, I'm watching, I think there was even talks of him possibly fighting Dan Hardy um, when mm. Hardy was quite, you know, getting established and probably might have been when he was getting up to GSP. Um, and and he, I think he was bringing attention but it was just mad not being able to find any of his fights from UFC. Uh, this one he fought someone called Michael, uh, I'm going to say Cooper, K U I P E R. I think it's like Kuiper. Kuiper, Cooper, Kuiper, um, whatever one. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it didn't look too bad. I think I, I remember his face and everything from UFC. I just couldn't remember any of his fights. Um, but he looked, he looked interesting. He'd controlled the, the fight against the cage, got takedowns yeah. and that. He had got reversed, but he ended up finishing that fight with a, a guillotine, a standing guillotine. Um, yeah. So that's the only one I, I, I could find. 
so I couldn't even find that. Yeah. Um, I, I've not seen much of them um, in terms of UFC you know, or MMA in general. But I, I do believe he was um, quite well versed in, in like submissions and his ground game and stuff was, was quite strong, I believe. Um, so, yeah. again, he's probably somebody who could have made a, a name out of, out of it, but he, uh, he liked getting high too much. <laughs> yeah, that, I think he was a, a big thing for marijuana and stuff, like, uh, like yeah. getting on it he's and like, everything. He's like, he's like more Nick Diaz than Nick Diaz, yeah. um, honestly. <laughs> um, even now, like in WWE, his whole like persona is like, is still like a stoner, like he's the original bro, and all he just he just says bro all the time. Ah, uh, the, the way he the, talks, come, hey bro, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Comes comes to ring in like flip flops or sliders, and then wrestles barefoot, which is very rare. Um, so sounds like a hippie. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but he's what's good. What's good to watch about him in wrestling is because he's obviously been punched and kicked in the face and shit like that. He's yeah. not bothered about taking rough bumps. Oh, so okay. his matches tend to look brutal. Yeah. Um but yeah, so another one who's currently in WWE. Um very um seasoned, let's say, pro, um, pro MMA fighter. Mm. Uh Shayna Baszler, so she's good mates with Ronda Rousey. Um she had a record of fifteen and eleven. Um and she's currently, again, at, ta- at the time of recording, she's currently one half of the women's tag team champions in WWE. Yeah. Um, was you able to find any fights for yeah. Um I wasn't, but I was probably looking in the wrong place normally. I imagine it was easier to find than Matt Riddles. Yeah, oddly enough, but I, did, I found two. And two that I was able to find was one that was against Cyborg in... Alita X, XC. Yeah. This is the one with Mazagasti. So, as ever with, with Cyborg, you know, it's in constant pressure. She, mm. She's just a monster. There was times when Shayna added in like leg locks and, and knee bars. You know, she, I don't know if that was a base. Um, but yeah, it got to the second round and Cyborg got up against Cage. She punched her. Dropped her, and um, Cyborg felt like she was wearing because she was all over the place. So Cyborg ran off, jumped on the cage, started celebrating. Meanwhile, Mazagati's like, "Come on, you know, fire her," kind of things. Like she, she just basically fell face first, and you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stop the fight. Like, what's yeah. what's going like, on? So anyway, Cyborgs. Punched her head off, ripped her arms off, fucking shat on her face, um, and then like flipped her mad and that off or something. And Steve Mazzagatti's like, Yeah, you can fight. Yeah, what do you mean? She's, she's the got no arms. What kind of excuse is that? <laughs> fight. Uh, uh, that's the thing. So, Cyborg's being like that, like, you know, what the hell she's done? So, she jumped off the cage, come back over to her, and she's survived for a few more seconds. And again, she's with a, a left right at her and she's went down and then he stopped it he's like well it's just been a, sort of the same as what happened before oh, so God. you know like I, I think any fighter that gets possible brain damage later in life a lot of it might be down to Malagati 
it was just ridiculous. And then the second fight that I was in to find was against Roxanne Motherfelly, was in a organisation called Mars Bulldog Fighting. Don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, Speed Roxanne, uh, first round submission by a hammerlock. So unusual one, I haven't seen it. So the Roxanne was in her guard, and it almost looked like she was going for a Kamara, but instead of bringing an arm in, she's just kind of twisted arm. So it's been. Isn't, like it, isn't it like a reverse Kamara? Or like, isn't, it, isn't a hammerlock like a, a Kamara, but like. Right behind your back, like right. Yeah, and yeah. so the, the, the person didn't even yeah, know what to call it. He's like, I wouldn't even know what to call it. Except for a chicken wing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, and then but she's got it. <laughs> she's got it, and ended up reversing and getting into mount. So the arm was then underneath her, and she's tapped. So it was a good finish, like. Um, yeah, what I noticed about her when I was looking at her record is, um, she's the only one on the list who's for proper names well with the exception of James Tony um but he's the, she's the only one who's fought like proper big names High she fought the, yeah she's fought cyborg as you mentioned mother Ferry, I think she fought twice yeah um Amanda Amanda Nunes um, she's she's fought a lot of people Alexis Davis I think as well mm-hmm. so uh, that, that, fair play she's yeah, uh, yeah. So fair play to her. She's, you know, she's had a decent career. Twenty six fights, mm. come out uh, uh, with a positive win loss record. So yeah, fair play. Yeah, and then she's went into WWE, started off in NXT. Um, she's been treated like a, you know, a dominant, per- dominant like, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since she's been there, so she's um, she's she's had a good path. In fairness, I say she's good mates with Ronda Rousey. Um. And I think, I think her being there was one of the things that I, w- I would imagine anyway helped Ronda decide to to go over as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because she must have seen Shayna go over, and she's went. Shayna's doing well. Yeah. And then she's went. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. They've been in touch. They want me. So why not? Yeah, exactly. So, it's doing doing well for herself. So good on it. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're gonna move on to. Um, the, the people we think would do well in MMA who never have dabbled in it. Um, we are going to mention one person first, and this isn't somebody we think would do well. Um, this is somebody who trains Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and yeah. his coach said to TMZ that he would beat Conor McGregor in an MMA fight. Yeah. Um, and, and that's Ashton Kutcher. Who I believe, was. did we see that he's a purple belt, is he? He's a brown belt, so he's brown belt, okay. he's upgraded since the the purple. Um, but I, I was watching something, and someone said that if he's being given it by um, Machado, I think his name is, uh, yeah, well well known with jujitsu, then he he's that belt. You know, he he he's no no joke. He's the real deal, like. yeah. Um, but if if it's MMA, no, not not a chance. Kutcher beats McGregor when you're adding all the other factors you know it's McGregor easily if it was strictly jiu-jitsu then I don't know because as, as I mentioned to you earlier there's you know training jiu-jitsu and then there's training jiu-jitsu for MMA you know to, you talk different things for each one 
maybe in Strictly Jiu Jitsu, Kutcha could have him, but then, like, you know, people say McGregor's got a, got a good a good ground game. It's just you barely ever see it because he's an incredible striker. See, now people say that he's got a good ground game, but look at everyone who's, who's took him down <laughs> in the UFC. <laughs> Until until Dustin, and not even just in the UFC. Before Dustin, the only time he's lost was by submission. Mm. Um, you know, Diaz basically forced him into trying to take him down because he got rocked. Yeah. Um, you know, Khabib said, "I'm taking you down." McGregor went, "You know, how do you went, watch me?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's all well and good saying he's got a good ground game, but let's be honest, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that he's got a good ground game. Yeah, second fight with Diaz, he was he, he stopped his takedowns better. He had a better takedown defense, but I still well, feel wrestling, like, isn't it? Yeah, if if Diaz had still got it down to the floor in that second fight, the outcome would have been the same. Mm. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and that's why like I felt the need to separate it. Like if it was strictly jujitsu, mm. then yeah, Kutcher probably doesn't have a, have a chance because he's going to be more knowledgeable in jujitsu than. Yeah. McGregor is because he was training jiu-jitsu MMA but yeah. um, it, and if it's just strictly MMA where everything's included Kutcher doesn't stand a chance yeah I mean again you, I think let's, let's try and bless whoever just needs <laughs> <laughs> you know you think of um, you, you look at someone like Ashton Kutcher yeah he's, he's a celebrity he's a he's a pretty boy kind of thing but he's, I think he's quite tall. I think he's about 6'4". Yeah, so he is. He, he could use his height to his advantage. That's always going to come into it. And, you know, let's say hypothetically, did they fight? We, we don't, just because he only trains Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we don't know what a stand-up could be like. He could have a, he could actually be able to fight. He might mm. have a stand-up. We don't know that. Um, not to say he'd be at the level of McGregor stand up. Don't get me wrong. There you go. There you go. But, <laughs> I was going to think you. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I wouldn't even begin to think that. Yeah. But if he's if he's got enough about him stand up wise to be able to sort of stick and move and just avoid McGregor a little bit mm. and catch him with the odd jab here and there or something and then take him down. If he's as good, like you say, if he's as good Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as we think, what is he brown? So he's what one belt away from black belt. Yeah. If he's that level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, he's gonna be like you say, he's gonna be good regardless. Um. So <laughs> it'd be interesting to see. Let Let's put it that way. I, I know it's a mad comparison, but it's kind of similar in being a I'd say like well 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 versed in one discipline and. Thing like Chris Gracie, you know, when he went to the first couple of UFCs, you know, he, he probably didn't have any striking at all. He just had the belief mm. that his jiu-jitsu could win it. And he had, you know, he'd pull guard or he'll take them down and, and yeah. finish. You know, it's not probably until later on that he's thought maybe I should, you know, where I could be striking. So what's to say? But maybe not now, especially because everything's developed so much over yeah. so much time. You know but I mean? that's it. When the UFC first come about, it wasn't mixed martial arts. It was mixing of different martial arts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't mixed it, martial it was, arts. Which, which art or discipline is the yeah. is the best? Yeah, that's what it was. So there's no reason. There's no. There would have been no reason at the time for Gracie to need striking in a sense. Yeah. Uh, but it. It. I think. 
I think I've read that the only the only reason so Hoist wasn't even one of the one of the top students in um mm. in the Greek family, was he? And they put him in there to show that how he's, good BJJ was. He's one of our he's one of our like newest newer ones, let's say. Yeah. Um not one of the best. And we'll prove that he can someone who's yeah. Yeah. Um and that's what it that's what it was about. It was about proving BJJ is is better than everything. Yeah. Even at a not a lower level of it. Not I mean it was wasn't a lower level, but you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean, yeah. He proved it. Um, you know, but the first few UFCs were crazy. Like there was I think there was a sumo wrestler in there and everything. Wouldn't surprise me because I mean that sort of class is a there was, there was a sumo wrestler in there and um he got he got it and I think he was on his knees and he got kicked he was got kicked in the face. Yeah, yeah. 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 With shoes on, because they had shoes on and shit back then as well, don't forget. Yeah. He got volleyed in the kite and <laughs> put him out. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely crazy. took his face off. He he took his kite off. <laughs> yeah, it was, but, it was it was violent. It was violent. But going back to Kutcher, did actually manage to find a, a video of him rolling. Um, and he did look good. He was quite aggressive in his attack. Always looking for something. You no know, one showed a lot of patience. Um, but the video went long. So, but as I, I, as yeah, as I heard someone say, you know, if he's being given this belt by uh, Mikado and things like that, then he mm. he's that fucking colour belt, you know. He, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not just giving out these belts like the fucking, you know, sweets. <laughs> he's yeah. that level. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe one day. It was an interesting one to bring up. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably a name nobody expected to bring up as well, so that's <laughs> always nice. Um, so what we've both done is we've both chosen someone who we believe would have made a good mixed martial artist. Yeah. Um, you've, you've heard of both these people. Um, no doubt. So the one I've chosen is uh, Michael J. White, for obvious yeah. reasons. The man is an absolute machine. Um, he's proficient in eight martial artists, which I'm going to reel off. So he is proficient in Shotokan, Goju Ryu. I'm probably butchering some pronunciation here, so apologies to anyone who's taking offence right now. Uh, Taekwondo, uh, Kabudo, Tang Sudo, Wushu, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and uh, Kyokushin. I think I've done all right. Um, yeah, so my argument for it is now, I believe. Well, I know because I was reading up about it. He's trained with some mixed martial artists. He's trained with John Jones. He's trained with Rampage. Yeah. Um, people people train with him. And my argument for it is, if, you're, if you know that many martial artists to the level he does, no matter what anybody brings at you, surely he's got a, a way of getting himself out of any bad predicament that he gets in. Yeah. Um, he... My, I believe he would have an answer to anything that got through on him. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's decorated and, like you say, eight, eight disciplines. You know, you, you've got a, a, a tool in your pocket, let's say, for anything that, that comes at you. Mm. Um, I guess it's just something he's, he, he enjoys more as a hobby rather than getting into it and becoming yeah. a, a fighter, you know. I mean, he, he is an actual human version of a Swiss Army knife. 
Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, quite, he's, he's quite a bit of everything. His build and his physique and everything—he's he's massive, isn't he? Now he's—I wouldn't like to—I wouldn't like to get it by him. Let's just put it that way. To, to be honest with you as well, some of those disciplines I, I haven't even heard of, but they sound scary. So I'd be like, you're, 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 I've heard of Wushu. don't know exactly what it is, but it, it sounds yeah. like he could, he sound like he could daze me with just moving his hands or, you know, some Wushu, go to sleep. Yeah. Um, um, I've heard of Wushu as well, so. Wushu, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just think even like in, in his films that he's done, like he was in the yeah, the second two never back down films, and like in that you had the likes of Todd Duffy, Leo Tom Machida, um, Josh Barney, um, Eddie Bravo, no. Eddie Bravo, uh, slightly lesser known, um, Nathan Jones, mm. um, so you know you you can't, and there's some scenes in it. There's a bit where he's um, in the second one, and Leo Tom, in the film anyway is going there to train with his character. Right, and you see them sort of going through the motions in that. It's like, yeah, all right, it's for the film, but can't fake what he's doing with Leoto there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's definitely definitely got ability. Um, someone, you know what? Someone else I'm going to bring up before you move on to yours. I do apologize. Go um, <laughs> this is going to seem like a bit of a joke now, but he, he had an MMA film, uh, Kevin James. All oh, right, okay. Here comes the boom. Don't, yeah. Here comes the boom. Um, <laughs> don't wasn't the greatest film in the world, but again, he had. Bash you see him. You see, yeah, he had Baz rooting in, and um, I can't remember is who it, the main Nate, guy was. Nick Marquardt, or was it? A, I think he was in it, and someone Polish guys for sort of old Polish uh, experiment or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was Miller or something as well. Yeah, was in it, um, but I don't know if that's Warrior. Maybe getting that mixed up. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Um, but again, you see him going through like the so in the film the, when he gets to the UFC, Krasinski um, or something, that Polish fella. yeah, something like that, yeah. something like that. Um, does it, so when he gets to the UFC, you see Kevin James sort of training in the back, and again, he's going through the motions. And you think, all right, yeah, you've, you've had to do some training for that. Not to say you probably would have ever been able to be a fighter, but the fact that he's been able to look sort of semi competent for a film. Good going well, to him because he was—he's not the type of person you'd expect it of. <laughs> well, we'll look back to the first Ultimate Fighter and look who's in the crowd. Kevin James is, is in the crowd. The first is one he? with the oh, oh that, that big fella. I think he was in Green Mile. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, I think he, he's in, in there as well. So yeah, him and Samuel, uh was the lifelong fans of MMA. So and I think it's yeah. understandable why he done that film. So he, yeah. he probably has got a lot of sparring and stuff done with rooting and, you know, a lot of knowledge as well. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, again, just thought it was worth bringing him up just for um, a, a little extra. Yeah. So with my one, I think a, a lot of people would say this. Um, very, very knowledgeable um, at his beginnings in, in Taekwondo. He's a no-gi black belt. In jiu-jitsu and and also black belt in the gi uh, it's, it's it's joe joe rogan so I, I think what impressed me what rogan is his knowledge of it you know people go to him to uh, ask him about stuff like we all know his, his, his <laughs> kicks are, are crazy and um, 
you've seen the one with, with JSP when he's shown JSP and he's like JSP's like this, you know what I mean? I think Saint Pierre GSP, said, I, to be fair, you see GSP's head's just kind of going Yeah. His head's kind of like, what the fuck? How's he generating that power and stuff? But I think GSP has said he has the hardest kids I've seen. Um, mm. there's, there's a video on Rogan as well where he's killing this sort of I don't know what you call it. It's like a monitor to track how much he's hitting. And he does it with a, an established uh, Muay Thai fighter. And when he hits it, because of his technique and everything, how he moves, he gets up to 130. I don't know if that's like speed or whatnot. But the Muay Thai fighter, that's a kickboxer, only gets to 160. I mean, so he's he's setting records like that. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, he, he got into it early, didn't he, with Taekwondo. There's a mm. video of him knocking someone else as well with a, a spinning spinning kick. Yeah. I just think if he give it the, the, the opportunity, he would be good because he's got that Definitely. striking and the ground the game and, and the knowledge. Um, but uh, I said to you earlier, uh, the, the other story about Jay White tonight. And oh, it yeah. was... Um, so basically, it's him, Eddie Bravo, and Eddie's saying to, to Rogan, like, I was telling Jay White about your kicks, how crazy your kicks are, and that. And uh, I don't know where they are. I can't remember the venue that he said. But he said, uh, Jay White goes, I've got a pretty good uh, spinning back kick myself. So he, he does it on this, this bag. And where Rogan would hit the bag and he'll fly back, he hit the bag and it snapped the chain I was hanging on. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Eddie never mentioned Joe Rogan's kicks again. Uh, but no, what you have to do best. is get rid of the chain and use the punch bag as a like a, a, a thing that you can now do ground and pound on. So the people at the gym, I think it was a gym, didn't realise the chains were up. But then... Someone actually said, oh, we were having problems with that chain anyway. No trying to play like that. Oh, he can't hit <laughs> that hard. But he, yeah, we were having problems. Like we've <laughs> so it's, that, that's crazy yeah. just listening to that. But uh, yeah, I think Roland could have done exceptionally well. Doesn't surprise me. I, I agree. I agree. And I think a lot of people would agree. Um, so yeah, they, that's our crossover people. Yeah. Let's um, know if, you, if there's anybody... You felt like we should have included, or any particular people you think have been good, good or, or bad in crossover. We we haven't chosen any, you know, we haven't just chose people who've been good at it, yeah, um, or had long careers. We just thought we'd go with ones that stood out to us. So, mm. um, that was a good bit of fun. It was, yeah. So I enjoyed that. We're gonna end it today, um, as always, uh, with our listener questions. Yep. So, um, only got three today, but I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, um, so, first one we've got is from uh, Greg from the And Then Some More podcast. Yes, Greg, lovely. Um, and he says, does Wednesday's KO defeat for Mighty Mouse diminish his claim to the GOAT status? Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. Uh, no, I don't think it does. I mean, you look, you look at his record, um, Look at that run he went on when he was champion. I was it 13 in a row? And even oh, yeah. even now, because we see Bayern's people say, well, people he fought, you know, when 
made a record, but at that time, they were some of the top flyweights. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, he, he's considered a goat. He's, a lot of the people that are considered goats are within the UFC. He's not in there anymore, and he's considered the, the goat, and it's because of that reason. And you look at his losses. Brad Piffy, which was his first loss. Uh, Very early in his career, though. Yeah. Dominic Cruz, former champion, um, and he was quite and dominant at that weight. And Cejudo, who we'd beat previously, anyway. Yeah, um, triple C. Yeah, so, no, I don't think it, it diminishes his, his claim to being the best or being considered the ghost. And to be honest with you, with this question, I thought like, we should do an episode on what 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 classes you as being the ghost, not like what components should come in for you being the ghost. Is it you need to have a belt in two weeks? Is it the caliber of fighters? Is it you know, because it's changing all the time and a lot of it is because of recency bias. You know, a lot of people might not include Silver now because of yeah. his most recent thing. So I think it'd be interesting even if it's a bonus episode. Yeah. I think with with determining someone as the GOAT, it 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 differs for everyone who you can say could be considered the GOAT. That's opinion so, as well, isn't it? Yeah, Mighty Mouse was just although in fairness, most of them is down to dominance, in my opinion. Mm. Mighty Mouse, you know, is was dominance. Um, yeah. then you've got, you know, who those probably in the conversation because two-way world champion and Olympic gold medalist. So in terms of combat sports, yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Not many people will probably say he is, but he's, he's, he's in the conversation. John Jones, it's it's through dominance and performances. Khabib, yeah. again, it's through dominance. You know, there'll be people who say, oh, well, they only had three title defences. That's not his fault. Yeah. That, that's UFC for not giving him a title shot earlier. Exactly, John Jones yeah. got a title. John Jones got a title shot very early in his career. He, he, he Khabib at twenty three, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, Khabib didn't get a title shot early. If Khabib got a title shot early, he would have had, you know, as many defenses as Jones, no doubt. So yeah, that can't that can't be used against him in the goat conversation. Um, another one who's considered the goat who's never been in UFC is Fedor. Fedor, yeah. You know, look how many times he's lost in recent years. Yeah, and people don't people don't say that he's you know he's not in the goal conversation anymore. So I agree with you. I think the vast majority of people who be considered the goat have lost at some mm. point in the career. Fedor, Anderson, GSP, uh, DJ, Cejudo, John Jones. Yeah, it was a DQ and it was a shit DQ. It shouldn't have been one, but he's still he's still got a loss on his record. Um, Sil- Silver, Anderson, Silver, GSP, the ball, yeah, and yeah. bosses. But that's one exactly. thing, in my opinion, that's one thing that could help you get that ghost status is because that loss, how you come back, can establish your greatness. You know what I mean? And I just think it, it'd be a, a good opportunity to do an episode about it and look at, you know, people people who are considered ghosts, even, you know, people from years ago. Look at Couture. Couture is considered yeah. one of the, the greatest because of what he done. Couture, he, he come back after after being out for years and beat Sylvia for the title. You know what I mean? He's, he's done mm. all this, this great stuff. Now he's not considered as much because of new fighters coming come and doing them. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it, even like, it's... you know, another one is even Stipe. Yeah. He might not be considered the overall goat, but he's certainly the heavyweight goat. 
yeah, yeah. and he's just been starched by by Francis. So it, it happens, you know. And now people are going to look at him. It's very no, they're not, and they shouldn't. Do. Mm. Some will do. Do. Some some of all he's lost. He's, he's not all that now. Some will, but they're idiots. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> Pete, you know, one loss doesn't a few losses doesn't make a fighter. It's very very rare in any combat sport that you get the best going through the whole careers undefeated. Yeah, it will happen. Don't get me wrong. Khabib, Joe Calzaghe, Floyd Mayweather. Um, I think I, and, I and, think uh, Rocky Marciano mm, going back a long time and, I think uh, he was a lot of people will say that's what separates Habib is the fact that he's the only one to do something like that in MMA you know what I mean keep that keep that zero untouched you know what I mean so it's I think See, it makes I, I, I don't think yeah I agree I don't think could be being undefeated is what makes him the goal, in my opinion. I think it is it's his overall performance. It's it, it his performances. I don't care who they were against. He got he went into every single fight that he had and he dictated it from start to finish. That for me is is legendary. That for me is go goat worthy. That for me is he's gone in and went, Yeah, okay. So here's how it's gonna go. It's like it's like these it was a bit like a wrestling match. Dude, it's like, it's almost like they planned it in advance. Yeah, Khabib's gone in, gone right. This is how it's going to go. Uh, we're going to stand up for a little bit, and then um, about a minute, minute and a half in, I'm going to take you down. I don't want to do that. Well, you haven't really got a choice. I'm taking you down. Yeah, I've always said it. As soon as Khabib decides that the fight's going to the floor, it's going to the floor. Yeah, and and that that's and that, that, that for me is what that for me is is what what gives him that sort of go status conversation you know yeah. I've said in I've said in the past he he is my goal personally mm. I think that's more because I've said it to you before I'm not the type of MMA fan who is a fan of certain fighters I'm a fan of just MMA yeah so I don't go into a lot of fights thinking oh, I really want him to win or I really want him to win in, in fairness more times I go in thinking I want him to lose <laughs> I have I don't, I don't have people that I'm fans of necessarily, but I have people that I dislike. So yeah, Colby, um, Connor, although I have said Drew Dobe just for his face, sorry Drew. Um, Connor, although I have said the one fighter would want him to win in is a Jose Aldo rematch. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have more people that I dislike. The only sort of three or four that I've ever really been a big fan of properly was Khabib. Yeah. Um, T.O. and who's the other one? Oh, Rumble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love Rumble. And not, I think no, that was just because I think that was just because he followed me on a on a Twitter or something. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, yes, love you. I like you now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, but I think the my thing even then going over the 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 list of who would be in that goat status. One person we never mentioned, and sometimes this happens as well. Is Nunes. Yeah. Amanda Nunes and a lot of people class it out because it's almost like you categorise the goat list so it's like well they're goats with the males hmm. goats with females but yeah she, even like you know I've, I mean? just been, I've just been guilty of it there and then if you're talking about goats Amanda's got to be in the conversation yeah Um, you know even someone like 
you know, people will disagree, but even Ronda's probably got to be in the conversation for for both. Cyborg is done in that cyborg. Cyborg is I I think Cyborg's the only fighter, the only uh, to win Strike Force, Bellator and UFC title, isn't she? Or at least Um, definitely female. She's definitely done female too. Invicta as well, I think. And Invicta, I think, yeah. So like But obviously it's hard female to go over there. I mean, with all that, um, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I can't even think of the word now. I, um, I am this gender, whatever it is, you know. Oh yeah. Um, I, why can't I? Why can't I speak English? <laughs> he, his, she, they, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And... Yeah. You know, did you just assume my gender? You yeah. Know, when Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar goes, oh yeah, I know I'm, I'm a, a six foot five, three hundred pound male, but I actually identify as a, a five foot two. Bantam white woman, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the, and in this day and age, who who is anybody to go? No, you know. Like, yeah, you can't. Especially, especially with Brock, like you think you're you're saying you're five five two, like that's the size. Yeah, you, you, to me, you yeah. can be whatever you want. To be fair, though, hey, look at that freak show. Look at that freak show fight where it was like the four hundred pound dude against the little woman, and yeah. she won. Yeah. So you know it, it can happen. So Brock exactly, Lesnar yeah. to be Victor. Make it happen. <laughs> no, yeah, good question. Good question. Not great. Not really yeah. good question. Opened a bit of a opened the conversation for us there, which we mm-hmm. might have to revisit, like you say. Um so next one is from the guys over at Slip the Jab. Um okay. they simply want to know what inspired us to get into the podcasting. Um, so do I'm you want to go first thing. since you said you were gonna bring up something? Yeah, I was just gonna say I'll take the I'll take the first stab at this. Oh. So for me, um, I started my other podcast a little bit earlier than I did this. So bit ahead in terms of episode numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. And as I said earlier, for me it was just a case of I was looking at other podcasts and stuff like that, and I just thought to myself, none of these are very good. Not to say that they're bad, but I just thought to myself. I believe I can do this better than them. Mm. I believe I can do a more a more real podcast than they can. And I got my mate involved and yeah, it would just we we try and make it come across as we're two mates sitting in the pub talking about the match. Yeah. But right, instead of it being in the pub, we're recording it and putting it on the internet for people to listen to instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that, that's how we try and treat it we want it to be real we want it to be authentic we don't want it to be you know we don't want it to seem fake or nothing like that or scripted or anything and then Robotic. you know yeah yeah so it's and it's definitely definitely not scripted if you listen to any any of our other podcasts <laughs> any of the other podcasts I mean Jesus Christ it's we can just about it, talk on most days so you know <laughs> yeah I mean like don't get me wrong most of these at a car crash in all honesty but you know I'm, we, we so, I'm surprised we got to 20 odd episodes to be honest with you <laughs> I know yeah what, what episode will this be I think we're up to a, I think this will be about 24 something like that I think so yeah that but but um, with me it was I was a fan of of MMA um, you'd said you'd, you'd started a podcast so I'd, I'd asked you didn't I would you like to do MMA one with me and I think more for me it was a challenge as well so even though we started in the lockdown and it was a good thing to do seemed like everyone had the same idea um, 
in terms of starting a podcast. For me, it was a, a challenge because I've never really been the best at, at speaking. And even Dre, I tell you that when, you know, I was younger, I was quiet, hardly really talked. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, also, I've, never, I've never had a conversation with him before I started this really, to be yeah, honest with you. I know, yeah, it's, it's helped me. Um, <clears throat> no, but as though it's it's because you, you've got to find, sorry, my throat's gone weird. <clears throat> you, you've got to like, talk and I think it helps outside as well you know speaking to others and engaging in conversation and starting conversation but the other thing that was a challenge for me was the camera I, I was gonna start up like a, a, a YouTube thing and try challenge challenge myself of being in front of the camera um, but then you said you had started a podcast and I thought well maybe this could be good maybe in the future we could bring in video and that and it being more about the challenge for me of having the confidence to speak and also appear on on camera and be confident. But it, it has helped me because uh, I talk a lot more, you know, it's I've grew in confidence and you'd probably tell from the first episode, you know, even though most days we can't talk back then, they're probably like, well, you know, so it's... Yeah. It no, I think, I think there's an element of that for me as well. I'm the type of person who, who comes up with 75 ideas a year and never follows through with them. Really, I am. Um, in the past, I've... I've, and I've And I've still got the stuff on, like my Dropbox and stuff to show for it. I've started writing movie scripts in the past. I've started a... Um, a comic slash graphic novel I never quite decided whether what it was going to be out of the two um you know I've I've just I've planned in my head of doing so much and with lockdown and stuff like that I thought yeah I'm gonna do it and even if I only put one episode out at least I've done it yeah at least I've said that I'm gonna do something and I've stuck to it and I've put it out there. And now, overall, I've done... This is this will be our 22nd episode. So between the two podcasts, I've done 53 podcasts now. Probably never thought that was possible, would you? Did I, fuck? And it, it was um, the, the same with me, to be honest with you. Like, I'd always tried to be able to do something or to do things, you know. You know, for six, seven years back, I tried to be producing music and trying to do mm. DJing. That didn't work. I didn't you, have a clue. You need to find them songs again. They were all right. <laughs> you were terrible. Um, Girano. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Plural. I remember. Um, yeah. You, I didn't. You got a... You got that retain of information. Get them, get them, get them as our intro. But yeah. <laughs> It'd be mad listening to them. Like, what the hell was a thinking thing? That was that they were uh, actually all right songs at the time. Um, if, if you can... Ah, you know what? I've just remembered you put them on SoundCloud. Did I? Yeah, um, I'm on SoundCloud right now. The, the, the other thing that I I done was try write a book. You know, different kind of genres and, and everything like that. Um, yeah. I just tried that song and I still still write a bit now, but the DJ and everything has gone out the window ages ago. <laughs> this is something that I've really... Uh, stuck with and wanted to continue to do and get better yeah and for me it's enjoyable and not only that for you you know you've branched it out into writing so for me it kind of 
I started writing for the Liverpool website for a little bit mm. before this, and like I've done a bit of writing for um, Sports Kida as well, yeah. um, which is an Indian website, I believe. Um, like my my degree, I've got a degree in media, so my background is like film, and and I had a radio show in in university uh, for like three years, four years. Yeah. So I've always been that sort of way inclined. I've always wanted to do something along them lines. Me, me dream was always to be a movie producer. Yeah. Um, Liverpool is the complete wrong city to be trying to do something like that in. There's just not, not there's not the right opportunities in it, Liverpool to do something like you, that. You say that though, but a lot of films come to Liverpool, but it's, it's a lot of an opportunity in, to be able to yeah. produce and start. A, a lot of films come to Liverpool to film because it's cheaper than London, and Castle Street in Liverpool is looks like like old New York, and that's what they love using. Oh, okay. And they like using the tunnel, Captain America, the first one used the docks, yeah. Harry Potter used the Mersey Tunnel. Yeah. Um, Fast and Furious comes to Liverpool all the time, and um, Peaky Blinders is filmed mainly yeah. a lot in Liverpool and a lot in Birmingham, obviously. Yeah. Um, Liverpool is the most filmed in city in the UK outside of London. And as I say, it's because it's a lot cheaper. The new Batman film has just been filming here. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Batman was on top of the life of building. So Liverpool, don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic city. Um, it's known all over the world because of Liverpool Football Club. Everton, not not as much. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and diss Everton on this one. <laughs> but yeah, Everton, yeah. Everton aren't as big a club as Liverpool. But Everton still. Liverpool, the city of Liverpool is still known because of Everton in some parts mm. of the world. They'll be part of the world where Everton are bigger than Liverpool because yeah. um, years ago, you probably remember this a little bit when you had the Chinese players, uh, Lee Thai and, and Lee Weifeng. I think so. Uh, yeah, so there'll, there'll be a lot of Chinese Evertonian fans. Evertonian yeah, yeah. fans? Everton fans. Um, right now, they've got two players from Colombia, uh, Yeri Mina and James Rodriguez. So, Colombia will have a lot of Everton fans, whereas they might not have as much as, as many Liverpool fans. Yeah. But then Liverpool, we've got, you know, like the whole of Egypt because of Mo Salah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Senegal because of Sadio Mane. So both of them do get Liverpool known around the world. Liverpool, obviously, more because more successful, more league titles, Champions mm-hmm. Leagues, things like that. Um, but then, obviously, like I say, the Beatles as well. Yeah. So Liverpool is, is definitely a city on the map. But in terms of, to be in a, a production company that's always here, it does, does not. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's, there is, there's a building on um, a, a road called Edge Lane in Liverpool and it was a, it was a Little Woods building that was going to be getting turned into a big film studio. Yeah. Um, don't know if the plans are still ongoing because it did catch on fire, the building, unfortunately. Okay. But that, that, was, that was my plan. So my plan you was to the fire. finish you. I planned the fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, like when you were coming off, it did sound like that. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, my my plan was to finish uni, um, go to China, apparently, because that's what I've done. Um, that was never really part of the plan, but then it, it seemed it seemed like a good opportunity. Yeah, opportunity wasn't really that great, but I got to spend a month in China. How many people can say that? Um, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know. But my plan was to finish uni and just get a job to keep me going. And and once that film studio opened, try and get in there. And that was five years ago. 
Yeah. So the plans change, don't they? You know. Yeah. Happens, but as long as you're doing something, you know, you're better and improving yourself. You know, you're building up confidence. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So sorry, I'm 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 busy signing off to SoundCloud here to try and find your old music. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah. we do have one more question which I will get to in just one second you're going to play it on, on, on the pod if I can get signed up and find it in time definitely <laughs> now we, the last question we've got is, is a three part question anyway so I can let you answer it all first and then I can carry on doing that while you're answering oh, okay. So, okay. Um, Chris from Unmatched MMA always hits us with unbelievable questions um, and questions that require about 15 minutes to answer, yeah. which is great for us. Um, <laughs> so he wants to know, again, like a three-pronged question. So what do we think about Diaz and Edwards being a five-round fight? Um, should should this be a more regular thing in the future for co-mains to be five rounds? Um, and are there any co-mains from the past that we wish would have been five rounds? Um, so... First of all, <clears throat> Edwards and Diaz, I guess it was a bit unexpected news. You know, people might have expected the Bilal fight with Leon Moore or possibly someone higher, but he's yeah. been given Diaz um, it was unmanned at the moment. Which must annoy I him. I believe so, yeah. Um, which m- must annoy him. And... Yeah, I mean, it feels this is more for, for Diaz because I think Dana was saying we have got the right fight for him and it was meant to get lightweight, but obviously he wants to be at welter. Um, but anyway, it being a five-round a far co-main, I think that was another big surprise for everyone. But for me, I think he should have been doing this ages ago because, I mean, yeah, they've obviously been thinking about time and making sure they've got enough time to fit all the the fights in but this should be happening anyway because I think it gives fighters who may not have necessarily went five rounds the idea of what it's like not on that main not on that proper main stage you know um, and you get to see a, a lot more you know Diaz can, can go the distance you know, you know yeah. Edwards can do it as well Um so it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Um, I would have liked to see it sooner, as I say, but I'm hoping it, it continues to be a regular thing. Uh, it, it'd be good all round. The fans will love it. You know, fighters it'll help them with experience and stuff before they get to the big show, main event. Yeah. Um, and then the last question: any co-main events that we wish were five rounds? Yeah. So anyway. You would have wanted to be five rounds that went. Um, I don't know because I think a lot of the time you think of more like proper scraps and slugfest, aren't you? Know, you know, just a, a great display of you know jiu-jitsu yeah. for five rounds. Um, so if I was going with like just a complete slugfest. I would have probably uh, went with, <laughs> yeah, you're smiling. You you found something. Um, <laughs> uh, I probably probably would have went with Leonard Garcia and Zombie, their first one. 
Um, yeah. Which is a, a crazy fight, but it was only three rounds, I believe. Um, so it would have been interesting to see another two rounds of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with what you say about it being five rounds. I believe Colmain should have been made five rounds quite a long time ago. And for me, it's more if 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 a if a fighter progresses through the ranks as they should, then you're thinking, you know, they might go from the prelims, like the early prelims to you know, main event of the prelims, let's say. Yeah. Then to like the then to the undercard and the main card. And so if you keep progressing up the card like that, by the time you get to the co-main, that's sort of like you, you practice for a title shot, let's say. Yeah. So, Or just being in a proper main like, event in general. Yeah, yeah. Stage, you know. That's what I mean. They call it a co-main, so it's not like this is... It's almost like they're not saying this is the fight before the main event. This is... A, it's, it's a co-main. That means this is also a main event. Yeah. So why is that five rounds? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think it should it, it, it prepare fighters better for the potential of a five round title fight. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a good move. As as you say, we know Diaz could go for five rounds. Diaz could probably go for ten rounds. Yeah, um, a crazy cardio. It's cardio for days. Yeah. Um, and for me, if there was one fight I would have liked to have gone for five rounds instead of three, um, Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner from the Ultimate Fighter finale. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That is for me the the best UFC fight, anyway, of mm. all time. And I'm, like, imagine if they would have won another two rounds, one it, of them may have died. It, yeah, that's good. That's what I was saying. Like, if they could, they were absolutely exhausted after three. But you know, that was back then. Maybe now with you know better conditioning and stuff, it, it yeah. would happen. Um, what what about the second one? So you said like obviously you'd like to see it be a regular thing. Do you think it is gonna be a regular thing or it's one off here and there depending on your fights? Um, I don't know. Maybe they're using this as like a, a test to see how the fans feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, yeah, I'd like to see it become a regular thing. every fight, every co main, don't know. But certainly, I'd like it to be more regular rather than just a title fight. Yeah. Um, some fights are, you know, some fights will be on a card that are, and they'll be just as big as a title fight, but not a title fight. Yeah. yeah. Which deserves to be a five round fight. Um, it could just be a grudge match, you know what I mean? Mm. Um. So yeah, I, 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 I don't see many downsides to it. In all honesty, I think the only downside you might get is. Timing, you might have to allow a bit more time if it is to go the full 25, but I can't see any sort of cons to that. That has been a regular yeah. thing. Uh, see, I mean, like, sure, they did have the same time for any for every card anyway. So if you've got a co main, that's also five rounds, and a main that's obviously five rounds, you know, you've got. What is it? The the card on the twenty fourth got three title fights on. Yeah. So yeah. there's three five rounds. So yeah. Do you, do you obviously know how to plan these things? I definitely like to see it be be a regular thing. You know, definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um. Well, yeah. Thanks very much for the questions, guys. Um. Really appreciate them as always. Hopefully, we've yeah. answered them to your liking. Great questions. Um, 
And the the best thing about it is I have found Keaton's music. <laughs> there we go. I remember um, what they were called, though they sound like, but I just know they were terrible. Yeah, had one called The Chase. <laughs> you had one called Unleash the Beast. Yeah. And then you had one called Dreams, which but that was only a demo and you never released the full version. That's probably where it went. What the fuck am I doing? I can't even do this. <laughs> They all sound uh, like shit. <laughs> but no, I, I tried something. You know, I think... I, um, I, the Chase got 58 listens on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, well, you've now got eight followers because I've just followed you about five years late. <laughs> didn't even know it, it actually got any any interest in it. But, yeah. Yeah, do you want me um, to play one? Uh, I, I think um, Leno from Slip the Jab is a... He does his own stuff. So... Yeah, I'm not going to play it on here because it'll probably sound shit because I'll be doing it over the mic. I'm going to share it on Twitter for people though. Okay. It'd be, be a, a new thing for me as well because I haven't heard it and haven't heard them and <laughs> I don't even know what to sound like. Honestly, don't. I know this, this, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> um, yeah. So Keaton's music will be on you on YouTube, on Twitter soon. Oh, Keaton well. is now a musical <laughs> artist again. Um <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Kirano93. Kirano, just my name with an O. How, uh, yeah. how creative. You know. <laughs> yeah, Gina is his first name, honey. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I think we should uh, I think we should start plugging Kirano again, to be honest. Oh, um, I imagine he comes back. <laughs> Who's he? Who's this fella? <laughs> you can have to get your equipment back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still got it somewhere and got crazy amounts of dust on. <laughs> yeah, break it up. Well, um, yeah. I, I, I'll I'll become a DJ Mikey B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Hope you've all enjoyed the episode again. Thank you very much to to Greg, to the Slip the Jab guys, and to Chris for the questions. And um, we'll be back with you soon, hopefully, with another interview. But if not, I'm sure we'll um, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. This is the greatest, I love it! It was super necessary.